This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. today. I, I want to really just share a couple scriptures with you today and um, with these scriptures um, I want to preach to you on this thought, oh give thanks unto the Lord. Give thanks unto the Lord. I love it when God proves himself to me that he's still on the throne. Uh, You were in a group of people um, that believe, we wouldn't be here if you didn't believe that God wasn't real. Maybe you are here and you don't know if God is real and maybe you're trying to know if he's real. Um, But let me tell you today, God is real. said God is real. The Bible says he's an ever-present help in a time of need. So that means he is here, he is real, and he is ready to meet your need. Those words, the ever-present help, that means he really does love you. And he really does want to talk to you. He really does want to minister to you. Um, This is the last Sunday before Thanksgiving, so I'm going to just kind of start this message, if you will, with a little bit of Thanksgiving. I'm thankful that Jesus is alive. I'm thankful that I know he's alive. And I'm thankful today that he knows me and and I know him and, and that really all I have to do is just mention his name. I can say the name of Jesus and God will minister and he will speak and he will be there for me. Let me just say this today that if you're here and you are trying to either rebuild or come to the Lord for the first time, come to him with a thankful heart. I say come to him with a thankful heart. Come to him with thanksgiving in your spirit and say thank you for giving to me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Second Samuel chapter number 22. And there's 51 verses in this chapter. Everybody say 51. The pastor ain't going to read them all. Ain't going to read them all. But I am going to start at verse number one. And to the end of this chapter is where we want to go. But but we want to read some things um, in this chapter here. And, and preach to you and talk to you just for a little bit. Verse number one, and David spake unto the Lord the words of this song. Everybody say it's a song. 
in the day that the Lord hath delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. We find here in Scripture, David's song was of deliverance. We can be thankful where the Lord has brought us from. How many are thankful where the Lord has brought you from? I don't think that's good enough. How many know that you're thankful where the Lord has brought you from? Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord and maybe say a word of thanksgiving. Say, Lord, thank you for bringing me out of the darkness into this marvelous light. Thank you, Lord, for being my deliverer. Thank you, Lord, for being that strong tower. David was writing, or began, David spake these things unto the Lord in verse number two, and he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, and my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I, say, shall I be saved from mine enemies when the waves of death compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of this temple, out of his temple. And my cry did enter into his ears. We have got to understand today that when you cry out to God, it does enter into the ears of God. Sometimes we pray and we worship, it feels like it's just going up into the air somewhere. But a true heart of thanksgiving goes into the heart and the ears of God. You ever talk to somebody and you look at them and they're not really looking at you and they're not really listening? Maybe that person's sitting next to you right now. Maybe some of y'all ain't listening to me, I don't know. I won't look around. But I'm here to tell you, if you go to the God with a heart of thanksgiving and love, he will hear you. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Verse number five again, I want us to get these pictures. Put these words in a picture in your mind. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. And the foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and a fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. 
if he was seen upon the wings of wind. He made darkness pavilions round about him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared. And the fountains of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord. At the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. where I stopped in prayer and I stopped this morning is that verse number 18 that says he delivered me from my strong enemy. Everybody say strong. When you don't have the Lord on your side, it's a strong enemy. I say when you don't have the Lord on your side, it's a strong enemy. This world is a strong enemy. Bondage can be a strong enemy. This world can put things on our minds and upon our life and define us in many ways. And sin can be ever about us, but, and it can become a strong enemy unto them. But the Bible goes on to say, and from them that hated me. This world hates good preaching. I'm just going to say this. God, this world doesn't like good biblically sound preaching. The Bible in this world, uh, excuse me, this world does not care for people of the name of Jesus Christ. I've been in services before and I can feel the disdain that's coming across the pew to the pulpit. I can feel in the spirit of rejection of the word of God and because it is, they got so much of the world in them, they were rejecting everything and anything. It's not reject, they're not rejecting me, they're rejecting the word of God and I feel that in the spirit and I can, I can feel the touch of the strong man upon somebody's life. I can feel the burden of bondage upon someone's spirit. I can feel the burden of, of fear and shame and doubt upon people that come into the house of God because they feel hated of men. They don't feel they feel dejected in this world but I'm here to tell you there is a day that the Lord hath made and you can leave this place rejoicing and being glad in the presence of the Almighty God. David began to proclaim, He delivered me from my strong man. We all have a strong man. We all have a thorn in the flesh, if you will. We all have desires that somehow trying to keep us from the presence of God. We all have this flesh. There's always going to be a war between, between the flesh and the spirit. Until we get to heaven, there's not going to be war up there. There's not going to be any sickness up there. But while we're here, there is going to be a strong man that will come up against us. There will be people that will say things about us and try to dissuade us. But I'm here to tell you today, we are a church committed to the Word of God. We are a church committed to the presence of God. We're a church that's going to be dying out to the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Verse number 19, they prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. 
He brought me forth, verse number 20, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted upon me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. And for all his judgments were before me and all his statutes I did not depart from them, verse number 24, and I was also upright before him and have kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore, the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. He goes on through the rest of the scriptures talking about how merciful and pure are his people and how he feels in this song that how merciful and pure he is to him. David also praises God for strength. David praises God for the victory over his enemies. Thanking the Lord that he does not is not bound by the enemy any longer. And then it comes to verse number 50. He says therefore. Somebody say, therefore, therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed unto David and to the seed forever. More Verse number 50, back to that, it says, Therefore, that I have been brought out. Therefore, that God has done so much for me. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord. And then there's a comma. And then there's three words that had just jumped off the page with me. And he says, I'm going to read it again. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. <laughs> among the heathen. Can you worship God in church? Yes. But can you worship God among the heathen? Can you give thanks unto God among the heathen? Can, and I'm not saying y'all heathens. Uh, maybe you are. I don't know. But when you get out into this world, there's a bunch of heathens out there that need Jesus Christ. And if you can worship in here, can you worship him amongst the heathen? <laughs> I say that with a smile on my face. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord. Among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. I'm going to go to Isaiah chapter number 7. I'm sorry I did not give this scripture to you before, but I want to go to Isaiah chapter number 7. I was reading some scripture this week, and I didn't know if this scripture uh, was going was to uh, step in here, but I think it's Isaiah chapter number 7. Maybe it's 14. First, uh, chapter number 14, excuse me, Isaiah chapter number 14. Here's the reason why we have to remain thankful to God. There's a reason why God wants us to constantly be worshiping. I'm not here to worship God. That's not the only reason why I'm here. I want to rock y'all's boat here. We're not here to worship God. Maybe in this place, yeah, we're here to worship God. My God, my God designed me and created me to commune with him. To have a relationship with him, to talk to him. Worship is a part of that. But my, 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 see, when we come to the house of God, we check off that we have a relationship with God because we worshiped him. But that worshiping him is an outflow of my relationship with him. That's why some can't worship him in full liberty because you're not in covenant with him. 
Okay, he's getting strong preaching right now. So it's, good, it's hitting, hitting us right now. So let's look at Isaiah. This is the reason why the Lord wants us to worship him and to, to love him and have a relationship with him. Let's look at um, verse number 10, Isaiah 14. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like us unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vials. Thy worm, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. Verse number 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? How in the world did pastor go from being thankful to talking about Lucifer? Well, I'm going to try to connect the dots for you here today. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Now, in this scripture, we find that Isaiah, I believe he's writing and talking to Jeroboam. He's talking to Jeroboam, but he's dealing with a spirit. Isaiah is dealing with the spirit of Jeroboam, and he's talking about Lucifer, and he's talking about the spirit of Lucifer. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art, uh, how art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, here's the thing, this is the devil's greatest desires right here. This is where he's trying to get our attention. For thou hast said in their heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the God, the star, above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the Lord. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell and to the sides of the pit, that they, they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and considerly saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world is a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. What the devil's job and what his greatest desire is to ascend, ascend up into heaven and sit with God. He wants to exalt himself upon a throne and the stars of God. He wants to sit upon the mount of the congregation. He wants to ascend to the heights of the clouds and he wants to be like the most high. Bible says, and four times I believe he says, I will. That's his greatest desire is to ascend. His greatest desire is to sit on the throne of your life. The greatest desire that he has is to get him looking like Jesus. He wants to look beautiful. He wants to look good. He wants to give you gifts. He wants to give you a spirit. He wants to deny you of things, but want to give you things to keep you in bondage. And then when things seem to go well outside of the presence of God, we confuse what's God and what's not. Because he wants to ascend to a place that looks like God. He wants to prop himself up to a place and sit on the mount of the congregation. He wants to sit in the high clouds. That way when we think things, things are going well, we can be confused sometimes of what's really God and what's really not. We give credit to the world. We give credit to the world and the things of this world. And we don't give credit to the Lord for some things because sometimes we can confuse. The Bible says in this word will, I have underlined in my scriptures, I will. Every time the devil's heart it says, I will ascend, or I will ascend, or I will exalt, I want to be like. That word will means desire. 
You can read this scripture and say, I desire to ascend into heaven. I desire to exalt my throne above the stars of God. I desire to sit also upon the mount of the congregations. I desire to ascend the heights of the clouds. And I desire to be like the most high God. But you got to understand, Satan was the original sinner. You were not the original sinner. Satan was the original sinner. And his job was to keep you sinning keep you in a place of bondage but I'm here to tell you I'm going to go boldly to the throne of grace and give thanks unto the Lord who died for my sins who brought me out of darkness into this marvelous marvelous light when David said, I'm thankful the Lord has brought me out of bondage. I'm thankful the Lord he has, pursued, he has pursued after my enemies. I'm thankful to the Lord that he has pushed them aside and he is trampling on their feet. And that's why he said, therefore, oh God, I will offer you a sacrifice of worship, a sacrifice of praise. That's why I'm going to give you thanks unto the Lord for you are good. Giving God thanks. Let's go to Psalms chapter number 18. Psalms 18. You'll notice in Scripture exactly 2 Samuel and Psalms. Chapter number 18, verse number 1, David says that he's a tribute to God. He says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. Sound familiar? And my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. My buckler in the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So I shall be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about and the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even unto his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled and the foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and a fire out out of his mouth devoured. The coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. He rode up on a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of skies. At the brightness that was before him was thick clouds past. Hailstones and coals of fire. What are you talking about, Pastor? David repeats himself because he's thankful for where he's, God has brought him from. He says at the end of verse number 45, he says, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Second Samuel. And Psalms 18 are almost identical in words, uh, penned many years apart. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that David has something in his heart. Uh, he was not going to ever stop being thankful for where the Lord brought him from. He was going to worship God in the, in the time of, of sorrow, but he was going to worship God in a time of deliverance. Uh, he was going to be thankful in the midst of the heathen, and he was going to be thankful in the temple of the righteous. Uh, 
So I'm here to preach to you today. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for he is merciful, for he is kind. I'm thankful that the Lord hears us. I'm thankful that God uh, wants to commune with us. I'm thankful that the Lord desires uh, to reach down to us uh, and make us one with Him again. God wants His people to stay thankful. He wants us to be thankful. He wants us to be thankful every day. And it's sometimes you get up in the morning and you're not very thankful because things don't seem like you should give somebody thanks. You shouldn't, Lord, you don't understand what I'm going through. I don't want, I'm withholding thanks because of my circumstance. I'm withholding thanks unto you because of where I'm at. But the Bible says you got to give thanks unto the Lord, even in the midst of the heathen, even when in the midst of the things aren't going right. I'm going to worship and I'm going to thank the Lord. There's a lesson that we did on Wednesday nights a few weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago on giving. And in that series, Robert Morris makes a very powerful statement. He says, he says I, I, I'm a giver and I love to give to the kingdom of God because I never got over him dying for me. I never got over being thankful for him dying for me. I never got over being thankful for what he has done for me. I find that people that are thankful are also giving people. I'm all, I, I believe that those two words are linked. Thanking God and giving God. Thanksgiving is the two words that are linked forever and forever settled. I thank God for giving his life for me. I'm thankful that God gave himself, robed himself in flesh, became the visible to the invisible God, died upon a cross for you and I. Thankful today. Thankful today. If I can say this, that thankful for my family. Thankful for my wife. She is strong in ways that I am not. Just be around us. You'll see who the strong person in the family is. She's smarter than I am. And I say this with, and I don't hesitate. She's smarter than I am. Nobody agreed. Okay. All right. Don't want to offend the pastor. She's, <laughs> she's prettier than I am. Well, yeah, I figured I got a few amens on that one. God truly gave me a helpmeet, somebody to surround me and be a help unto me. And because of the relationship with my wife that I had two beautiful children, I'm so thankful that I have Ellie in heaven. So thankful that I can preach in this pulpit and I can go home and my kids will ask me questions about, Daddy, what would you say about this? Or what's going on? Last night I was in Evan's room, and, and y'all don't get upset at me, but it was about 12.30 in the morning. I was going up to Evan's room making sure they were in bed. But they have a way of coaxing to stay up later. And uh, um, I was in his room, and, and uh, he was on his bed and had to fix another bed last night with a board. How many kids break beds around? Your kids break your break beds too? I went up there the other night. looked like Evan was going to roll off the bed. One of the legs was broke. And I'm like, what in Lord have mercy? What's going on up here? 
Ellie's bed's broke, and hers bed's broke, and I don't know. But anyway, that's I digress. We're, it was up there talking. It was about 1230 in the morning. I don't want to embarrass heaven, but he said, Dad, can I share something with you? I said, yeah. He opened up his notebook, and he gave me a little Bible study about the things of God. And that moment, maybe it was a trick of him because I was a little upset about the bed. He said, Dad, hand me that notebook. I'm going to read something to you. He was diverting my, my frustration with the Word of God. I told him, I don't know about you, but they're upstairs, and I really don't want to go upstairs, so I text them, you go to bed. I'm a bad father, if that's what, you know, just call me bad father. But they said, can we stay up a little bit longer and read? And I said, no, go to bed. And Evan texts me and says, but it's the Word of God. <laughs> don't you know you're supposed to read the Word? I said, you got five minutes. They work you over. So while I was in the room of the heathen, no, he's not a heathen. He began to express the word of God. It was things that he had wrote on his, in his notebook. Whether it was something he learned in youth class or something he learned from his mom and dad, he began to share with me certain things of what he had learned from Scripture and I love it, and I see it. I'm so thankful for a family and kids that really love Jesus Christ, that want to be a part of Bible quizzing. You get your kids involved in Bible quizzing. It's not too late. You just have to catch up. Just learn about 30 verses right now, but you, you can maybe more. But get, get involved in Bible study. Get them involved in the Word of God. I'm thankful that I have a wife and children who love Jesus Christ. I'm thankful today that I have a father that will lead me and instruct me in ways that I need help in. Thankful that I have a father that I can, that I can call and say, Dad, what about this and what about that? And he, he'll begin to give some scriptural insight. And what I appreciate about my father, and I know he would not want me to say this kind of thing, but he's going to have to just forgive me later, later and be thankful. And uh, it, it, every time that I talk to him, and sometimes it can be frustrating my dad's frustrating to me sometimes because I'll call him for advice and then he'll say, well, what does the Bible say? And I'm like, don't turn the word of God on me. In my mind, I don't say that to him. But everything go back, goes back to Scripture. Everything goes back to his Scripture. I'm like, not everything is in Scripture. And in my mind, I'm trying to reason. All I want is just to talk and everything goes back to the word of God. I'm like, At the end of the conversation, I say, well, you know, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm thankful for a father that just won't give me worldly advice, but will give me godly advice. Thankful for a stepmother that will, that will live for the Lord and will do anything for the kingdom of God. And who loves my kids and loves my family. I thank God for a, a father and a stepmother that will do everything they can for the kingdom of God. And I'm thankful for a church today that is willing and, and is able to want to submit themselves unto God. And say, Pastor, what can I do for the kingdom of God? Lord God, can, can, can we pray? Can we seek God? Can, 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 can we help? Uh, minister to people can we can we make a phone call can we make a make a connection with somebody can we can we give to a cause can we can we feed the homeless can we can we go to sheltering wings can can we go do all these things i'm thankful for a people that is not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ and says i want to be a part of the kingdom of god 
thankful that we're growing in spite of circumstances. I'm thankful that the Lord has granted us blessings from Him in spite of hardships, uh, in spite of things that may be coming against this church. Uh, and I'm not saying there's this cloud over our head, but what I'm saying is, is when when the Word, word of God goes forth uh, and God begins to move in this house, uh, the strong man will try to rise up uh, and defeat the church. But I'm not going to give way to the strong man. We're going to preach it anyway. We're going to live for God anyway. We're going to serve his kingdom anyway. People may not understand, but I'm going to get into the word anyway. The Bible says again, Psalms 18, verse number 49, therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Verse number 50, great deliverance giveth he to his king and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David and to his seed forevermore. Parents, we have got to learn and to teach our children how to be thankful. When our kids were younger, we threatened things. You you don't know what you got. We're going to take all your toys and give it away. We're going to make you sleep on the floor. I mean, you know, you threaten your kids sometimes. Not that we do that, but we tell them, you know, you need to be thankful. And really, the only way that I know how to truly be thankful is to give commune with God. Is to have a relationship with God. Because I can't be, be thankful the way I need to be thankful just by commanding somebody or somebody telling me I need to be thankful. The really way that I can be thankful is to get a good old-fashioned relationship with Jesus Christ and let thankfulness come out. Because when you see Jesus for who he is, when you see his love for who he is, and you see the joy that he has to give, and you see the peace that passes the understanding, and you see him work in your life, and you see things that you never thought were possible, you'll begin to realize how powerful and how beautiful he is. Close with this story here. It happened this morning. I love when God proves to me that he's alive. It, I was talking this week, and in fact, multiple to multiple people about a, a certain uh, topic um, in our church and uh, some things that, that our elders have talked about. And, and I was talking with a, an elder this morning in the other room, and we began to talk about a specific subject and how we can be a help and how we can uh, build ministries and how we can uh, do certain things and how can we be better. And it was on a very specific topic. And I had an elder, an elder lady, come into my office this morning, some of y'all, and she laid a scripture on my desk. Scripture with a word, 1 Peter, chapter number 5, verses 5 through 10. And a little note says, prayerfully submit this to you, God would use it for your purpose. Or I forgot exactly how it was penned. And in that moment, and I said, I receive it in Jesus' name. Open up my Bible in the office. I'm amazed at the power of God. It was the answer in the Word of God 
to what we were talking about five minutes before that. I told this elder, I told the gentleman I was talking to before service, I came into the sanctuary, sat down next to Brother Barkley and opened up my Bible, and I said, look at this. I'm amazed that God will do little things like that to prove that He's alive. I'm amazed how the Lord will share things in our mind, and then God will take and download it into somebody else's spirit and then bring it to you to confirm His will. That's why I got up here and I said what I said a moment ago. God is alive. I said God is alive. He knows our thoughts. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're talking about. He knows where the church's direction needs to be. God begins to speak to people and He manifests Himself in ways that blow my mind. And I was in my office again. And Brother Barkley came into my office. Where's he at? There he is. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that may embarrass you. He came into my office, he shook my hand, and I felt the presence of God when he shook my hand. that he started getting glassy eyes on me. He started to tear up just a little bit. And we looked at each other and he says, God's alive. How humbling it is to know that God will take a little bit of thing and just expand our faith. Expand our love for him. Expand our thankfulness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how God does it. I don't know how He can be one place and also be another. My human comprehension does not, it doesn't compute for me. It doesn't compute for me that God can protect you on your way to church and that God also can protect somebody else down the road. God can speak to one person and speak to somebody else and, and that person be an answer to this person and, 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 and God will give a word to somebody even overseas and God confirm it over here. I don't know how God makes, a, makes kidneys right. I don't know how he, he takes cancer out of bodies. I don't know how He takes a broken mind and gives them a sound mind. All I know is Jesus is alive and I'm thankful for His presence. I am thankful for His goodness. I am thankful for his healing power. Thankful. I don't know how. I don't know how he does it. David, he begins to write. and He tries to write these beautiful words and many wonderful words. He uses adjectives and paints pictures in our hearts and our minds to to show how how good the Lord is. But I can't help but think of the psalmist David when he says the word, therefore, therefore, will I give thanks. Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, even among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. 
an old song that we don't have, I'm not going to sing it or anything like that, but it's a song that says, Great is thy faithfulness. God wants to be faithful to you today. God wants to reach down to you. And he's coming down every day calling your name. And God wants to be faithful. He wants to be that friend. He wants to be the lover of your soul. So I think it'd be in order today for us to return to him today some thanksgiving. To be thankful in our heart today. It humbles me. This is just just me here, and I, I'm just I'm humbled that you would even think and consider to come to Lifeway Apostolic Church and come here as, 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 a, as a member of this church. I can't believe some of the things that God has done in this church. I can't sometimes believe and fathom that we had 118 in service last week. I can't believe and sometimes fathom that God has been so good to us that He's brought families to this church to, to help the kingdom of God. I can't understand why God wouldn't trust people to, to our care. So all I can do is just be thankful unto the Lord and thank God for His benefits. Thank God for His tender mercies. Thanking God for His goodness. Every good and perfect gift comes for Him so I'm going to give Him thanks. I want to give an offering of thanks and a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving unto His name today stand together right now. I hope this message made some sort of sense today. But this chapter, 2 Samuel 22, and then is written again. They could have just put a reference in there and says, refer back to 2 Samuel. But David didn't. Almost exactly the same chapter is written in the book of Psalms. It's written again. God saw fit to put that again to confirm His Word, to confirm what He was speaking, to confirm His presence, to confirm what He wants us to know today. That in the midst of the enemies, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of sadness, in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of arrows that come unto us by night, in the midst of distress, in the midst of sorrows of hell, in the midst of the snares of the death, in the midst of all things, David said, I will give thanks. Even though those things have come, even though those things are going, I'm going to give thanks unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder if we're going to raise our hands right now and begin to cry unto the Lord and give Him some praise and give Him some thanksgiving in our spirit today. Come on, give him thanks. Give him thanks for another day. Give him thanks for a second chance. The prodigal was running back to his daddy. He didn't know, but he just hoped he would receive him. He was just hoping that he would receive him. And oh, what an overwhelming sense of thanksgiving God or his daddy had unto his son for coming home. And oh, what thanksgiving the prodigal had unto his father. Let me tell you today, Jesus is waiting and is going to be thankful when you return unto him.
just as much as you're thankful for running back to the cross. He is thankful so that he can commune with you once again. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.